Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate through rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Amy Lynn Durham is the CEO of Create Magic at Work and a UC Berkeley certified executive coach. She is certified to coach in the 21 skills associated with spiritual intelligence, SQ, using the SQ21 assessment and an emotional intelligence EQ practitioner. Amy has spent years in the corporate world successfully managing hundreds of employees for private and publicly traded companies. Her company, Create Magic at Work, offers spiritual intelligence and emotional intelligence tools to energize and transform the workplace. As an expert in building positive company cultures, Amy designed Create Magic at Work to bring a variety of services and strategies to aid in cultivating teamwork and harmony in order to improve profits and employee morale. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Are you looking for a way to promote racial and social justice in your work setting, but aren't quite sure what to do or how? As a leader, you know there's more that can be done, but it seems overwhelming. If that describes you, join Dr. Jean Ladding and her expert team in the Pathfinders membership program. They provide you with knowledge and skills in a supportive community on how to champion change using work that is grounded in research. To learn more, go to leadingconsciously.com forward slash pathfinders or email info at leadingconsciously.com. Welcome, Amy Lynn Durham. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you in our podcast. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I am ready to show up and serve and hopefully bring a little magic to everyone today. Yeah, I think you will. (laughs) All right. So Amy, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. I started out as an executive in the corporate world for quite some time. I actually operated at my peak over 90 telecommunication retail locations for a large telecommunications company. And it was in Silicon Valley, Bay area, all the way down through central California here on the West coast. And then I was also the president of our women's employee resource group for the nation. I've worked for private and publicly traded companies. And what I found as I moved through my leadership journey was when I connected my team through heart and human connection, that my profitability and productivity increased in such a way that it was much more substantial compared to pitting people against each other and creating unhealthy competition. And so 
I decided to leave my corporate executive job. I planned for a year and I decided I wanted to try to leave my job on top so I could prove even more that collaboration and connecting people works over unhealthy competition, right? Right. So what I did was nobody knew I was leaving and I used my employees with these field tested activities, team build activities, skill building and emotional intelligence and things like that to succeed in my job before I left. And then I wrote my book, Create Magic at Work after I left with all of the activities that I had used with my team. And then I went on an entrepreneurial journey that was in 2019. I attended the UC Berkeley Executive Coaching Institute. Then I became an SQ21 certified coach. And now I've started my own company, Create Magic at Work. And we do executive coaching and we offer emotional intelligence training and spiritual intelligence training, SQ assessment. And the ultimate goal is to bring heart and human connection to the workplace and prove that it improves productivity and profitability. Love, love, love what you're doing. You know, people are becoming more familiar with EQ. I'm in the academic space, so IQ is a big deal, although we're shifting and we're seeing that social emotional development, it's key to everything we do. But you're introducing SQ. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned IQ. Mm -hmm. There's a really cool pyramid that Cindy Wigglesworth, who developed the SQ21 references, and the bottom of it is PQ, which is physical intelligence. The next step up is IQ. It's almost like Maslow's hierarchy. But with these intelligences, the next is EQ, the top of the pyramids, SQ. So you get to SQ by way of EQ, by way of emotional intelligence. If you're working on emotional intelligence, you're working on self-awareness of your emotions, creating an emotional management strategy, learning how to build connections in a healthy way. Once you've worked on that a little bit, you can get to SQ, which is spiritual intelligence and spiritual intelligence. There's a few definitions out there. I'll give you one that's pretty broad that kind of covers it. It's the ability to maintain inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation you're in, make decisions with wisdom and compassion. Right. So it's what Maslow, you spoke about Maslow, it's self-actualizing. Yeah, it can be correlated with that for sure. Dana Zohar is a physicist and a philosopher. I love her work. She's phenomenal. She just wrote a book called The Quantum Leader. And she talks about spiritual intelligence for leaders in the workplace as the ability to put your day-to-day concerns aside and operate from a big picture view. And if you dive into SQ a little bit deeper, we're talking about putting your ego aside. How many times in the workplace do we see ego come up? Gosh, I tell you, Amy, this is why I'm doing what I do so that we can up-level our leadership, right? And look Mm -hmm. at this spectrum. But leadership to me is a lot of social emotional development. You're up-leveling that with your introduction here of SQ, which I love, and it's vital. Now, where can we learn more about what you do? It's all Create Magic at Work. So createmagicatwork.net. Every week on LinkedIn, I do a weekly workplace message for everyone. So I film a video where I pull a message from my journal prompt card deck that I authored, and it's a message for the workplace and for your career. And I will give you an affirmation that you can repeat to yourself for the week and two questions that you can think about. And so that's a really fun one to follow. It's easy. It's free. It'll help you tap into your higher self, put your ego aside. What is that place within you that operates from wisdom and compassion that you can tap into as a leader? 
So yeah, createmagicatwork.net, LinkedIn, where I do the weekly workplace message, super fun, because this is deep inner work. So we want to add some fun. Thank you for my book and for my card. There you go. (laughs) Yes. It's not just you talking about how important this is, but you give us tools to start. Yeah. What I had in mind initially because of the work environment I was coming from was these men had really great hearts and they wanted to do the right thing. I was the only woman on the team at the executive level, right? Yeah. Surprise. (laughs) And they just didn't really know where to start, but they wanted to. And so what I did with Create Magic at Work was I wrote just some really simple, practical tools, step-by-step that the golf player, beer drinking male executive could pick up and try. I'm just going to say it with their team. And then the SQ part, the 21 skills is that deep, deep inner work you have to do yourself as a leader. So fun mixed with the deep inner work, I think is a good, healthy balance. Thank you. Now, Amy, you know, we're recovering from COVID-19 and I'm certain you learned a couple of things. (laughs) Any quotes, advice, or practice that helps you most during crisis? My favorite all time is be open to outcome, but not attached to it. Mm. It's from Dr. Angelis Arian. It's one of her four communication principles that she found studying societies all over the world connects people the most. There's four of them. There's show up and choose to be present, tell the truth without blame or judgment, pay attention to what has heart and meaning, be open to outcome, not attached to it. You have to repeat that to yourself daily. Otherwise, if you try to control outcomes, you will be disappointed. And as an entrepreneur in this space, it's difficult to not want to control outcomes in your personal relationships at work with employees. My biggest lesson with COVID, I actually put a video out was I thought we were inundated with too much advice as people that are lifelong learners and want to do better. We just kept getting the tips, the tips, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. And I said, how about you write your own prescription and what is going to work for you? And I'm not going to tell you what that is, but I might pull a card for you each week and give you some questions to think about and you figure out what works for you. And there's a part of the, what you're saying that just speaks to me where we need to just sometimes be still and not look for answers right away. That's a big lesson that I learned. I'm a producer. So I like responses. I like things right away. And so what I had to learn to do is to kind of be still and see that there's a third option or fourth option and many other options that may come up if I just am still. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a big lesson. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Now, as a lifelong learner, Amy, (laughs) what are you learning right now? The latest thing, and you were just talking about a little bit is polarity management. And that's replacing the word, but with and Mm. you were just talking about doing and having the tasks that you need to check off your list and what happens when we are in that constant doing state and we aren't being well, you could get exhausted and you can burn out. So polarity management is where you're balancing doing with being that's one example, right? We talk about complexity of thought and perspective taking in SQ holding two different ideas in the same space. It's not this or this, it's this and this. That's a new thing I'm working on is not getting caught in that insanity loop where I'm over here doing all the time to where I'm exhausted and I'm balancing it with the being. And some people get caught in the insanity loop where they're being all the time. And then it becomes lethargic laziness. I'm stuck as well. And they need to stay on the top of that. 
And I also have been really working on replacing the word but with and. I've been working on that too. It's not so Synchronicity. <laughs> it's not so yeah. That's really important. As someone who has experienced burnout, it is scary. And I didn't see it coming because I was go, go, go. A type A kind of, yes, let's get this done. And I hear this, Amy, a lot with the younger generation. And I love the younger generation that's coming up. That's beautiful. But there's some wisdom in what we've lived through. And I'm certain, you know, what you've seen and experienced in being still and taking care of yourself and that you do need sleep, that you do need self-care. But I get concerned when I hear, I don't need sleep. I can just go. I'm a producer. And we see social media also putting that on a pedestal that concerns me. So I'm so thankful that you're talking about this because it's so needed right now. Yeah. Thank you. I would be concerned as well with the knowledge that we know if someone is in a constant doing state and not sleeping, my first thought when you're describing that sort of scenario is where is their creativity? Where is their brain where they can think of many different options And that concerns me if you're a leader, because you have to make wise and compassionate decisions. You have to be a wise and effective change agent if you're a leader with integrity. And if you are doing, 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 not sleeping, you're burning out. Your brain is not operating from a creative, innovative space. You're in charge of a lot of people with your decisions. You absolutely need to rest. That has a devastating impact on those you lead as well. We may not see it. But if we're not practicing self-care, we're not valuing those around us. Right. And you're not leading by example. And your team is going to behave the way you behave, whether you like it or not. And it's going to ripple out 10 times over. There's some data that I talk about that they teach us in SQ that whatever the energy a leader has in a meeting, it ripples to their employees 10 times over. So that's a powerful place to be. And imagine what you can do with that if you're operating from a space of your higher self, from an SQ type space, you can make some big changes. You know, that insanity loop that you spoke about, it just becomes insanity loop 10x elevated. Mm -hmm. And I've seen organizations like this, you have as well. Hey leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. If you want to make money and change lives by selling your knowledge online, do not launch an online course. Only 6% of those are ever completed. Create instead your own branded app and launch the ultimate learning experience that sells. Passion.io is a drag and drop platform where you create interactive content to sell using your own branded app. Forget any tech hassle. You deserve a platform that makes it easy. You can move your existing clients, you can reach new clients, or you can even swap your online course for something that actually works. Delight clients with downloadable and even live content. You can trigger instant action using push notifications, generate more revenue with single touch payment, and you can stream across all devices. Best yet, Try it for free for 14 days at masterleadership.org forward slash passion. Did you know there's an island in the Mediterranean where the cost of living is a fraction of where you live now? Where the property value is one third of any other Mediterranean country? Where you can swim in the cleanest waters in Europe? Where you can enjoy 300 days of sunshine 
eat organic food, live in one of the safest countries in the world, while being surrounded by breathtaking sea and mountain views. Welcome to North Cyprus. The amazing quality of life on the island of Cyprus has been known for many centuries. Many come to Cyprus today to invest in a booming property market. Wynn Campus is a unique concept where growth-minded individuals come together to focus on optimal health, collaboration, business growth, and building a lifelong community like you've never experienced before. To learn more, go to MasterYourTravel.com and learn about investing in a place where you come alive. By this time, I know that people are like, wait, I need more of this. So how can people learn more about what you're doing? I love to connect with people on LinkedIn. I'm under Amy Lynn Durham. The company Create Magic at Work is on LinkedIn as well. And you can just direct message me. I connect with everybody that reaches out. My website, createmagicatwork.net. You can schedule a 15-minute chat with me. And I talk to a lot of CEOs that say, we don't have a budget for team build or, you know, we're not ready for SQ. That's too much. That's too high level. That's okay. You know, our offerings start with EQ, emotional intelligence training. You get to SQ by way of EQ. Let's start there. Do you want your employees disengaged in the workplace? If you connect them with these skill build activities, they're going to be more engaged and your profits are going to improve. And I think that's what is going to separate companies from the competition going forward, I dare say. Well, you know, it reminds me when people think, you know, getting healthy is too expensive. Well, so is getting sick. That's super expensive. And so preventing that disaster, being on the front end of that is super important. So they can't afford not to have these types of trainings and having the vision that their organization can be better because of it. So I love that you just brought that up. Pre-COVID, Harvard Business Review did a huge research project. It was called The Loneliest Workers of America. And they found that isolation and loneliness in the workplace equates to healthcare costs of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So right there, there's some hidden costs if you're not connecting your employees in the workplace. Absenteeism, you know, all of those things. Not working when you're at work. Absolutely. (laughs) So Amy, when you think of leadership today, What Mm -hmm. most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? What most concerns me is leaders in high positions that will dismiss the impact that comes from SQ and EQ and only want to look at a profit and loss spreadsheet and data and continue to drive people into the ground. That's what most concerns me. What I'm most hopeful about are conversations like these that really show the data that keeping people out of isolation in the workplace will improve your productivity. But guess what? It's going to take vulnerability and courage on your part as a leader to step forward and try some of these activities. Yeah, you might do a team build at work, but does it skill build in emotional intelligence or spiritual intelligence? Are you getting a return on that? Or are you just throwing a bowling ball down an alley and having some beer? Let's have a fun workshop. Let's have a fun training, but there's no follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's interesting because for a long time, and I still think that they call it this, 
emotional intelligence are soft skills, which I hate. I come from the education space. We really don't focus on social emotional intelligence skills, except for preschool. We teach it in preschool, maybe kindergarten, but we don't really focus on it. Even in our ed leadership courses, we barely touch on, at least when I went, barely touched on social emotional intelligence. These are skills that are pillars to leadership. And as you mentioned, they drive you towards the SQ. In corporate America, they used to call it soft skills, which diminishes the importance of it. Yes, because those that are unfamiliar and uncomfortable, this is just my opinion, and afraid to connect because they don't know how to do it themselves and they just need courage. And they're not soft skills. I have a quote in my book that discusses the selectively data-driven executive. And so they only work with data that they're comfortable with rather than looking at the big picture. You touched on leadership development a little bit and then training throughout school or education throughout school. We're definitely missing the boat on what we're teaching individuals. And if we're going to look at all of the data in front of us, there is a lot of data out in corporate America coming through that leadership development. There's billions of dollars spent on it, and it actually isn't making an impact. I can't tell you how many trainings I went through at work that didn't have that EQ or SQ factor. I don't understand that. Like, I get what you're saying because I went through ed leadership and maybe 15 minutes was spent on EQ. Everything else was management and case studies. And that's old school management also. You know, it's the old way of running a company that A plus B gets you to C. And you were talking about it a little bit earlier. Let's say you want to get to A to C. This is quantum leadership, right? You don't have to go through B. Maybe you have to go through F and G, and then you get to B. But we have all worked in this system that teaches us that there's right and wrong and one plus one equals two and all of these different things. And if you make a mistake, it's a mistake. If you work in a system like that, you are not going to have innovation and creativity because mistakes and chaos actually help you move forward ahead of your competition. If you can recognize that as a leader, it's kind of a new concept. It's a little bit different, but living on the edge right there of chaos is actually a really good thing with a company. And it's almost like combining East and West business practices. Yeah. I I mean, we could do a whole episode about that, but I completely agree. And then back to the EQ piece where it's not taught in school where it's called a soft skill in the workplace, it's not going to work anymore because technology, companies, all of those things change so quickly that the skill set you need is EQ. You have to be able to have self-awareness of your emotions as an SQ. You have to be able to make wise and compassionate decisions, be a wise and effective change agent, like I said. So all of those things are all wrapped up in that. There's also the, the crisis that we're facing with our young people. So many are dying by suicide. This is important stuff to talk about. It's important to really know. And even if we're uncomfortable with even hearing this, we can at least start somewhere. And that's why I love what you're doing, because you give us tools to start somewhere. You talk about journaling. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is the fun part. So there's a part in my book called Journaling with a Twist. And what the activity is, is you gather your coworkers or your employees together and you set aside maybe 10 minutes to do a team build where you journal together. And then you share those answers with each other. 
And by doing that, you create connection, humanity, you learn something about your coworker you might not have known before. So what I did was I created a journal prompt card deck as a companion to that part of my book. And if you want, I'll just pull a card for your listeners right now, and it'll be a message meant for them. And then they can get a real feel for what it's like. So I got my deck here. This is a card meant for you, no matter when you're listening to this episode. Oh, wow. So I got responsibility Mm. and the affirmation on the card is I make decisions for others the way I would want them made for me. Beautiful. The questions to think about for the workplace are where have I acted in a way that does not match my morals or beliefs? The other question is, what can I do to ensure I speak about my coworkers in an empathetic, non-judgmental way? Love it. And imagine as a leader, you have this deck and you just pull it and you say, okay, everybody journal on these two questions and we'll share with each other if you're comfortable at the end. You will remember that meeting for the rest of your life. Wow. (laughs) And you'll leave that meeting really wanting to do well for your company and for your leadership. Yeah, so can you pick one too? Hold on, I'm going to pick one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, how fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Ah, Courage. Oh, yay. I love that one. So I am open to adventure and leave space for the unimaginable to appear in my life. And the question is, what goals have I envisioned for my future? Where are they too rigid? And what parts of my life have I been closed off and afraid to try something new? This is for me. I love this. It is. Responsibility and courage. All right. We're going to step to it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I want to point out too, every card on the deck has illustrations that have deep symbolism. They look super simple, but I work with an illustrator that I call her a magical illustrator. And so you can see on the courage, there's a butterfly halfway out of the cocoon there. And then on the justice card, it's the scales of Mott, the Egyptian goddess with the feather. And so they look super simple, but they're super deep (laughs) at the same time, which is what I like to do with create magic at work. And so your logo too is interesting. What's the meaning behind your logo? Oh, that's just the infinity symbol. And it's interesting you point that out too, because we were just talking about polarity management and the insanity loop. So if you picture the polarity management, like on doing and being the top two pieces of the loop would be where you're in a really good space. And then the bottom two pieces would be where you're in the insanity space. Thank you. Now you have an option here. You can take a question from a former guest. Or you can share a challenge or a struggle that you learned from. Hmm. That's a struggle. (laughs) I think I'll share the challenge or struggle. So this year with SQ, there's 21 skills. You can pick a skill to work on for a whole year, a week, a day. I picked to be a calm and healing presence as my skill to work on for the year because I scored a little bit lower than I thought. When you pick a skill to work on, the universe will rise up to you and challenge you in working on that skill. And like right away, right? It's unbelievable. I didn't account for that. And I've have failed many times in being a common healing presence with the tests that came up for me in 2021. And I was beating myself up about it quite a bit. And I had a moment at night in bed because I just felt like I wasn't doing right by it. And I decided that if other people can show up from their higher self, when they're in my presence, that that's enough. 
I like to meditate, but I don't have to be this deep meditative person in a cave, you know, on a retreat to have be a common healing presence. And that's where I landed with that. And so if you can look at these opportunities that come up in your life, when you pick a skill to work on as thank you for the lesson, I'll try again tomorrow. Mm. I think that that is something I'd like to share. And I still struggle, but I'm trying every day. Well, I have to tell you, you are a calm and healing presence. Like I feel so connected with you. Like even this short time that we're together, it just lightens me up. And yeah, and these cards, um, this is healing for me, courage. So whatever you're doing is working. So keep it up. We need more of that, Amy. Thanks, Lily. All right. So Amy, (laughs) as a listener of this podcast, What is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? What is the ripple effect that you would like to leave in the world? And it could be even, you know, more than one. I always talk about how we do create ripples that will affect those around us. Great question. Amy, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I think the only thing is if you want to connect, createmagicatwork.net. If you want me to come and do some fun emotional intelligence trainings and improve your profitability and productivity, reach out to me. You do those online? Yes, I do. I do those via Zoom and I do them in person as well now that we're kind of opening everything back up. That was my ultimate goal when I started the company is, hey, I'm going to go around and do these fun things. I pivoted to Zoom, but now of course I can go back to in person as well. And I think my final thought would be the affirmation to repeat to all the leaders. We talked about ripple effects a lot today. So each day show up and send a ripple effect out in a positive way. And that's enough. That's enough for today for all those doers out there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I needed to hear that, Amy. (laughs) Yeah, I need to hear it myself. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. Thanks for having me. Love being here. We'd love having you. Have an amazing day. Thank you. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.